0: From Birdie, this is the podcast about the biggest beauty and wellness trends, where they originate, who made them popular, and why we all jumped on board. Birdie presents Tell Me More. Tell Me More. Tell Me More. Tell Me More. more.
1: I'm Dr. Jessica Shepard, board certified OBGYN and chief medical officer for Very Well Health.
0: I'm Hallie Gould, senior editorial director at Birdie. This week on the podcast, we're talking about vaginal wellness. Yes, I love to talk all about this. I knew you would be excited about this one, Dr. Shepard. I love that we can talk openly about these things, but vaginal health can feel like a taboo topic to many people. Before our modern period products like menstrual cups, period underwear, and the classic pad, people with periods were just expected to sit out of the public eye for a while.
1: But ignoring or stigmatizing vaginal wellness didn't help, well, anybody. Which is why I'm so glad to be talking to two co-founders who are breaking the stigmas.
0: Welcome Kimba Williams and Dr. Barbara, co-founders of Couché, the first and only physician-founded suite of all-natural feminine care products. Hi, Kimba and Dr. Barbara. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, Dr. Shepard and Haley. Thanks for having us. We're
0: happy to be here. Thank you both so much for being here. We're so excited. So you're the co-founders of Couché, but before that, you actually met on a trip to the Caribbean. How did you two decide to come together to create this brand?
2: So yeah, we met on a girl's trip. So for those of you who are delaying to take a little bit of a break, you may just come up with your next business idea. So go for it. Love that. I actually am coming from the pharmaceutical industry where I spent 15 years working for Big Bad Pharma, right? But when I got to the cruise, I really needed a break from life, from work, from my family. And it was really a time where I was sort of switching into the world of wellness. I went ham. On just moving more into a natural space. But what I found was that although I could find natural shampoos and lotions and body creams and soaps, I was having a very difficult time finding natural solutions for the vaginal intimate care area. And so when I met Dr. Barb on the cruise, I was pretty impressed by her credentials. And so I approached her a bit trepidatiously and said, "Mm, I know you're a doctor, darling. However, (laughs) (laughs) what would you tell somebody like me who's a bit of a natural diva and I'm looking for more natural solutions? And so we ended up having more in common than not. So Dr. Barr?
3: We were just kind of exchanging ideas when we met on the cruise. And so we just kind of gravitated towards each other. But Kimba failed to mention that She was really trying to get a free pap smear out of me on that cruise.
2: I still haven't gotten it. So we're not going to talk about that right now. I'm still, I'm feeling away. I'm feeling away. It is what it
0: is. That is so funny.
3: (laughs) But yeah, when I declined, we decided to talk about other things. (laughs) But I had also gone through a process where, you know, I was diagnosed with breast cancer at the uh, tender age of 38. And so that kind of came out of nowhere I was just kind of struggling to figure out, okay, why I was the first person in my family to get breast cancer, and so I had also begun on this natural journey because I, I just didn't have any answers. And so, whether it be stress or just you know all the products that we use, I began on that quest. So it was just kind of a coincidence that we were both kind of on this journey and we met and. Kimba was asking me for, what do you suggest for your patients that don't want to be on antibiotics and don't want to do this and don't want to do that? And I had had a few tricks up my sleeve that I had kind of shared with my patients. And so we just kind of just brainstorming. I have a lot of patients who were also seeking, you know, more natural alternatives. So that's how it was born. We just decided, hey, we have some ideas for some products that we want to, you know, kind of bring to life. And after the cruise, I kind of, went my way and just kind of forgot about it. Because you know how you meet people and you're like, yeah, we should do this. But then, you know, it's kind of like, okay, back to real life. Yeah, it's like in the bathroom at the bar. (laughs) Exactly.
0: You decide to get brunch the next day and then you're like, I'm never seeing that person ever again. Exactly.
3: (laughs) Exactly. So I went back home and I live in Texas and she lives in Florida and I just kind of forgot about it. And uh, maybe a few weeks later, she called me and I was like,
1: You were serious.
3: I'm
2: like, hey, girl, let's get it started. (laughs)
3: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Very serious. (laughs) Serious as hell. Okay.
3: (laughs) And so, Kimbra's very persistent. (laughs) And then, so we, um, you know, got together. We set up a weekly meeting, and we just brainstormed the things that we wanted. And. Couché was born. I
1: love that.
2: The goal was that we would try to get the R&D and research done and all the things, logistics in the background done so that a year later, we could go on the same cruise to launch Couchet. And that's exactly what happened. So we're proud of where we started and, and where we've come.
0: I think it's a really empowering backstory to know that it is kind of bringing together both someone who chooses natural products and a physician who also has the science backing. It's really difficult right now for consumers to be able to understand the difference and what's happening and there's so much news and there's this and that and that ingredient. And I think it's really cool that you're allowing the choice for consumers. I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, for me, you know, as a gynecologist,
1: you know, I've love my field and I love medicine, but that's something... Two that I have embraced in my practice is really looking at scientific evidence and where we use medications. But there is, I I believe that there are some points where we can over-medicate. So now, you know, we kind of have this this narrative where antibiotics kind of save the world, but then you do have this other side of the pendulum where people don't necessarily want to always take a medication. And so I think that this lends well, especially when we're talking about vaginal wellness, because it really can be misunderstood. And it's something that we always talk about, whether it's in private or public. But I wanted to uh, bust a myth right off the bat there is this notion that the vagina is inherently unclean. How do you guys discuss that within your branding? And then also, Dr. Barb, from a medical perspective on how we really need to do better with what we think about the vagina.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to start. So I think it's really, really important to differentiate the bits, right, as we call it. And so from a branding perspective with Couché, Let me back up, too, because I want to talk about the name itself. So we came up with the word Couché. It's literally Coochie made fancy. Like, don't overthink it. (laughs) 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 But the point is, we created the name to make the conversation more comfortable. Because, you know, Dr. Shepard, to your point, there's been such taboo and shame and stigma surrounding the organ itself, the vagina, and then, of course, the external vagina, which is the vulva. And so in saying all of that, I think women are not as educated as they think they are as it relates to what the vulva is, which are the external bits, and then what the internal vaginal canal or the vagina is. And so although one is self-cleansing, the other is not. And so I think there's some misconceptions around what each of the bits are, why people are referring to them all as just maybe the vagina, and then why exactly do we need to clean something that is supposedly self-cleaning. And so from a branding perspective, we're really careful that although couche is a beautiful word and it allows people to open up the conversation and feel more comfortable, whether it's in private or in crowded spaces, you can say the word and not feel bad about it. We also need to use the proper vernacular so that people are clear about which is which, And what do you do for which? So from a branding perspective, we are pretty intentional about that piece.
1: Now, when you think about the branding, and as you guys were going from the cruise (laughs) to the launch to, you know, shelves, the term feminine hygiene was circulated by marketers to advertise contraceptive douches. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that that term has either helped products or hurt products?
2: Yeah, you know, we struggle with that. And I think Couché has tried to lead the charge in creating a new category. for changing it to feminine health and hygiene because it's not just about keeping it clean. It's really about the health of the organ itself and then the overall holistic health. And so the categories, I think, have to shift so that there is not just an emphasis on cleanliness, right? Going back to your point about whether it's clean or not clean, you know, which school of thought we're going with. It's more about holistic health practices. And if you can maintain a healthy couche, then the rest is history. And so I think we have to switch the conversation back to be more about health as opposed to me just about keeping it clean.
0: I love that. I think that's a really great distinction too, because it is hard to understand sometimes. And I think it really speaks to, especially what you were talking about earlier with like Just people being less educated about the distinction between the vulva and the vagina and the inside and the outside. And I think like it's literally just historically because people don't educate anybody with a vagina enough about their own vagina. It's just like the way the patriarchy comes into everything. But I really think that it's super empowering that this has been your message and that education and talking about health over hygiene is part of that message. I think that that is super helpful to people who don't necessarily understand the difference. And I think like consumers are so much more educated now than they've ever been, but at the same time, I think it's really amazing when the brand can be like, look, let us level set for you. This is what this does, this is the difference, and this is kind of our mission. I think that's really incredible. Because yeah, talking about cultural influences there was this, or perhaps still is this implication that vaginas are unclean or dirty. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that that kind of historically comes from?
1: I'll say misogyny.
0: Yeah.
2: for a hundred. Alex. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And listen, the yeah. idea that, you know, even the brand we talk about, we serve women from menstruation to menopause. I mean, the beginning and the end of our lives start with this men, you know what I mean? So it's like, what? what how did we get here? You know? They're
1: always there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and no shade to the men, we love them. Without you, there is no other people because, you know, we make the people, but we need you. But it's just interesting how this conversation has historically and traditionally always been led by men who don't even have the organ, which has always boggled me. But I think the uncleanliness piece comes from, of course, the fact that this particular organ has always been looked at as just a reproductive organ and not one of pleasure. And so people were always historically afraid that if we talked too much about the vagina and the clitoris and the pleasure that it could bring, that women would become promiscuous overnight, mm-hmm. lose their minds, not know how to manage it, behave, or whatever they thought was going to happen. And so they've always considered it a secret and let's keep it in the box. And if you're not having babies and we're not talking about it, and it has always been quite a shame. I think the fact that it's been kept in a box and no one wants to talk about how to keep it healthy or keep it clean or the hygienic solutions of it all. And so you keep it in this dark, dank box. And of course, there's it's going to have problems. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, we are truly proud of holding this mantle of opening the box, allowing the Couché to breathe and do its things and to, to share with you, educate with you, advocate for you around making sure that your Couché has all that it needs. And so I think that's important.
1: I did have a quick question. When you're thinking contextually about different demographics, populations, now that we are, uh, I feel, becoming much more enlightened and aware of other communities that identify, obviously, so, you know, when we typically say a woman— and then shifting to more with people with vaginas. How have you um, transitioned into that, either from a marketing perspective or how you address other communities as well?
2: You know, that's a great question because obviously things have changed. When we started uh, the company officially in 2017, the conversations weren't centering around how people identify. And so, of course, five years later, now we're having to adjust and say, well, how are people identifying? But I think what's really important for us is that we stay centered on what the focus is, which is the couche. So it really doesn't matter to us how people identify themselves individually. If you have a couche or a vagina, then you are our target. And that's really all it is. And, you know, at the end of the day, I I say jokingly to everybody, listen, if you have a couche, we're really all pink on the inside. So it doesn't even (laughs) matter (laughs) culturally, creed, race, whatever. Um, it's about the couche and that's, that's all we care about.
1: Love that. Because we're not always talking about menstrual health or vaginal health, when someone has an infection or even a normal odor, it can feel isolating. What are the common concerns people share with you?
3: Well, obviously I get (laughs) lots of patients coming in with, you know, vaginal odor, vaginal discharge, of course, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, Things of that sort, you know, the most common thing or just women struggling about the smell or what the vagina is supposed to smell like. And I always tell my patients, you're not supposed to smell like a rose down there. (laughs) That's not natural. That's not the way. But, you know, there are signs when the vagina is at its best and it's healthy. For instance, some women just struggle from recurrent bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections or you know, now there's a new uh, awareness of the the effect of pH inside of the vagina that more people are becoming aware of. And I like to take a little bit of credit for that through Couchet because, you know, we're very adamant about educating women about what your vagina just naturally is supposed to feel like or smell like and just like demystifying this whole the dirty vagina or that women are not taking care of themselves because they've developed bacterial vaginosis, which is, you know, just sort of like an offshoot to what's going on inside of the vagina. And a lot of women are not ready to talk about it because there's a sense of shame with the vagina. And so they feel when they're coming in, when they have a bacterial infection, they're almost feeling like they failed at something. So a lot of education is definitely needed in that sphere. And on a professional level, I have a 15 minute slot to see a patient. So sometimes, you know, at the doctor's office is not the best place to kind of learn about your body, you know, as far as the vagina and how it functions and how to keep it healthy. So that's partly what I see most of the time with women, as far as, you know, just struggling with quote unquote hygiene.
0: How do you tell if something's happening and it's worth you visiting the doctor? Or when you're deciding which products to use or what to buy from couche how do you know which ones are going to be
3: helpful for you specifically? Right. So we like to tell our clients that if you've had bacterial vaginosis, it's been confirmed in the past by a professional then you kind of know when you get it again. What is bacterial vaginosis? So bacterial vaginosis, it's an infection. So the vagina is an environment that contains millions and millions of bacteria. I'll just explain to you, like I explained to our clients and my patients, you have the good bacteria, you have the bad bacteria, you also have a small amount of yeast in the vagina. And so when there's a perfect concert, everybody's doing their thing, you have an abundance of the good bacteria, not so much of the bad bacteria and not so much of the yeast, that's the environment that the vagina thrives in. And so typically that good bacteria produces lactic acid. And so that keeps the vagina in more of an acidic range. That tells us that, hey, everything's good. The vagina is happy. There's no weird odors or smells or discharge. But now when the environment kind of shifts where you can have a preponderance of yeast, that comes into play. You have less of the good bacteria or more of the bad bacteria. That's when you get things such as bacterial vaginosis and yeast infections or even just, you know, abnormal discharge sometimes. There's an imbalance there, just like you can have imbalances elsewhere in the, in the body, like your colon, for instance, or probiotics. And sometimes there are certain things that will throw off that perfect balance in the vagina, whether it be sexual intercourse. Whether it be your period, you've been wearing tampons for five to seven days, where that blood is just kind of collected inside of the vagina and that can kind of throw things off. So, just a number of things. And sometimes it just occurs for no reason. It's not a failure on your part when you get something like a bacterial vaginosis or yeast infection. It just happens. I have patients that ask me, well, why did I get this? And I'm like, well, you get it from just being a woman. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Um, it's just part of what happens
2: sometimes. What's nice is that we there is a quiz on our website, Couchet.com. And the quiz really allows you to answer questions about who you are, your lifestyle. Do you enjoy working out? Are you sexually active? Are you a mom? And so it sort of amalgamates and aggregates all of that data and then spits out the information around because you're this type of woman, these are the products that are best for you. And so I think we do a really, really good job of getting you to answer the right questions so that we can suggest the right products. And it makes it a ton easier for you to decide and decipher, you know, what's going on down there and what exactly do I need? That's
0: super helpful. Yeah, because I do think, I think even just for myself, like as a consumer, it's hard to know what's best for you. And I do think it's helpful advice to be like, Generally speaking, like if something's going on, like you'll know, like if something feels weird, it might be weird. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's
2: You know, if she's not right, you're not right. That's what kind of what we always say. But sometimes (laughs) to pinpoint and say, well, what exactly is not right? Or, you know, these are the things I'm experiencing. And we have products that range everything as a solution for everything from bacterial vaginosis, which is an internal solution to chafing between the thighs, deodorizing the vulva if you are you get sweaty odors. So there's a number of products that we've created that don't even exist anywhere else.
1: I think that, you know, the brand um, really took care with creating community. Uh, like Dr. Barb was saying, I think the time in a doctor's office should be spent with like foundational kind of information on like, this is what it is physiologically. This is what happens pathologically when you get an infection And then outside of that, I think that there are important um, features or environments or groups or communities that can really foster the ability for people to feel reassured about either about the information they learned from their doctor or to not feel in shame or embarrassment when something does happen. And, and that really takes time. I think that that's very healthy. And, and I think that the, the merging of, of both of those um, is great with having you, Kimba, and then Dr. Barb um, – Kind of re emphasizing the foundational um, information that you get from an exam office.
2: Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think people have just constantly been looking for credible information, right? You can YouTube the heck out of vaginal routine, you see millions of views. Women are desperately searching for. What do I do? People are like, come get dressed with me. They're like, well, how are you preparing, you know, your girl for your date night or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, your boo thing, or whatever. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. And so there is an attempt at trying to, to help. And so Couche really wants to be and has become uh, a very credible source, specifically with Dr. Barb uh, at the helm of the organization as well, putting forth credible information that women can trust, and then they know that they can rely on. And so that's that's important to us.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really helpful point. I think there's such a thirst for expert vetted information and products now because, you know, as I was saying, it's like consumers are more educated than ever, but they also need... Mm-hmm.
2: Wherever you get your podcasts, you can also find us online at southernliving.com/slash-biscuits-and-jam.
0: help. help. So I think, yeah, (laughs) it's (laughs) It's constantly,
2: (laughs) you know, it's TikTok
0: trends. Yeah. TikTok trends and internet holes and YouTube videos and all of this really confusing stuff coming from people who don't necessarily know what they're talking about or have a background in the thing that they're talking about. And I think it's really easy to get confused between experts and people who present as experts. And so I think it's really, really helpful that both of you our educational partners in this brand so that consumers can come to you and, and better understand what's going on. Absolutely, yeah. I'm learning so much from Dr. Barb and Kimba. We'll have more after this short break.
1: Dr. Barb, I want you to give me three tips on what someone should either expect or go into a doctor's office asking. And then Kimba, I want you to give three tips that you would say from a product perspective, like Couché. These are like the top three things I want people to know about Couché. All right, Dr. Barb, you're up.
3: All right. So um, (laughs) top three, huh? Can Kimba go first? (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay
1: with
2: that. She's like, I'm going to phone a friend. (laughs) Kimba, you're up. Please leave a message after the (laughs) thumbnail. Beep. (laughs) No, that's fine. All right, so top three things. Okay, ladies, so here is the deal. I implore you all, please. We have a plethora, an amazing amount of information on our blog that is where you can sit and read for hours. But the number one thing that you must understand is pH balance. No question, hands down, that is the foundation of understanding how your couche or how your vagina actually works. So number one, top tip, check out the blog and understand pH balance. It's going to be critical for you to understand the foundation because then you understand that when things go wrong, how to help solve for that. Number two, Understand the difference between your vagina and your vulva. The vagina is internal. It does not need support unless there are internal issues like BV or yeast infection. All of our other products that are fragrance-free are what we call topicals. They are the lotions and the potions and the creams that support your vulva, which are the hair-bearing bits, typically. Uh, And so understand those differences. And then number three would be, please, 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 maams please, ma'am. Uh, just know that you do not, like Dr. Barb says, have to smell like a rose or vanilla musk or the latest, <laughs> I don't know, holiday, winter festivals, whatever pine trees you want to smell like.
3: Peaches and cream. <laughs> Peaches and cream.
2: <laughs> None of those things needs to be on your couche. Now, I always share with women, our products are fragrance-free, uh, so they do not contain those fragrances. If you have a healthy couche. It will have a very alluring scent, is what I call it. It will never be offensive. Uh, it should not offend you or anyone else for that matter. And it will allure and attract the people that it w- is supposed to allure and attract. So don't worry about it. If you want to use the vanilla musk and the pine tree scent and whatever else it is you're hanging from the couche, put them around, not on. So near the thighs, close to your belly button, whatever, but not on the couche. Yeah hands off (laughs) and she will be just fine.
1: All right, Dr. Barb,
3: now you can't
2: call me. You're on your own, kiddo. Darn,
3: darn, darn. darn. No, um, for most women that are struggling with issues with chronic BV, in coming to my office, make that a separate appointment. Don't come into your OBGYN with like a whole bunch of things that you have issues with. So when you're coming in for your annual, you know, we're doing your breast exam, we're ordering mammograms, we're doing a pap smear. And a lot of times we just don't have time because you have a 15, 20 minute slot and you're um, having to check all the medications and, and do all that. So if you are struggling with things relating to your vagina don't lump that into your annual exam. Actually make a separate appointment so that those things can be addressed. If you have chronic BV, if you have chronic yeast infections or you're just not understanding, don't try to lump that into your annual exam because a lot of times,
1: can I just can I just say is it OBGYN? Uh, amen. Amen. <laughs> thank you
0: that's really helpful advice because I would 100% think that I should have a laundry list of things that Hallie. I because pre- I'm not trying to go to the doctor that often
1: <laughs> Hallie, Hallie be coming in there with eight topics yeah.
3: right, one <laughs> or two maybe two I have like a notebook
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i Suggest women don't wait. I think they're waiting, like I can't wait till my annual to dip these 1099 yes. million things. Yes. Call call them earlier so that right. you can address that. And right. then your annual comes up. So don't wait. You're doing yourself a disservice. Right. You might have things going on that <laughs> need to be addressed earlier. And here you are waiting for like three months later. You're like, finally, and you're like, uh, your vagina just died because you should have called me. You know, it's not gonna happen, but <laughs> don't wait, ladies, to you know, make put yourself first when it comes to help. Anyway, that's me jumping in. I tried to help. You there we go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and every now and then I'll throw in some things, but there's just not enough time. And if there's a specific concern that you have, really designating the time just for that with the doctor, you'll get more out of, out of that visit then you'll get if you're just kind of tagging it along with with your annual exam. So that's the one thing. The other thing is a lot of women are embarrassed when they come, uh, embarrassed to talk about, you know, hey, I have this odor. And so you kind of almost have to pull it out of them because of the shame that they have for their vaginas and the issues that they may be having. I've had a lot of patients where I put the reason for the visit, they'll say, an issue, with my staff and they they won't (laughs) actually mention it until I kind of pull it out of them when I get in the room. So just, you know, just not being ashamed of, of your body and what your body is doing. And, you know, women come in and they're coming in for their exam and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't shave. And I have to tell them, I don't care if you're shaved or not. I'm just I'm examining you. And so uh, I'll always say to patients to, to kind of break the ice. Well, we'll just pretend we're in Paris or in France or in Europe <laughs> uh, because, you know, it's just like a societal, cultural type norm. I guess for some people where they feel like I have to shave and everything has to look perfect for the gynecologist. And, you know, we're also delivering babies and, you know, there's urine and poop and vaginal fluids all, all over the place. So, so we really don't care. So just, you know, removing some of those stigmas that women have. And sometimes they're, they're embarrassed to come. It's a little easier when there's a female OBGYN. So I find that you know, I'm able to get more comfortable with patients, but I've had patients who come to me after seeing an older male doctor and say, yeah, I was seeing him for how many years and I was just too embarrassed to say anything. And, (laughs) you know, that's just such a shame because it's your body and get acquainted with it and don't be ashamed to put it all out there. Number three hmm, is if you come in and you do have an infection and we give you a prescription or whatever, or I can make recommendations, but you got to follow through. I have a lot of people who I give prescriptions to and they never fill it. (laughs) And then they come back a couple of months later with the same problem. And I say, well, did you follow the advice I gave you? That's
1: super helpful. All right, Hallie, you know what time it is.
0: We have some rapid fire questions Ooh. for you. Ooh. We're calling them the Birdie cues. They're easy, so don't keem, get scared. Keem, keem. <laughs> Three words that inspire your approach to beauty or wellness right now.
3: Low maintenance, definitely. Natural. Effective. Boom. Love that.
1: All right, Kimba. What's a trend you want to bring back?
2: Oh. <laughs> it's not gone. I just love... I love the reels, the dancing reels. I think we just got to keep that going, honestly. <laughs> you like dancing reels. Let's just not have that die. Oh, yes. Let's get it. Let's get it.
0: <laughs> I love some dancing reels. I don't love having to do it myself.
2: <laughs> you got to be able to do the dance, Hallie. <laughs>
0: Some things, yeah, were not made for me. I'll just sit back and watch. It's
2: all good. But I love I love them. I think they're entertaining. And then I always try to do them. If y'all if, if anybody dares follow me on Instagram, they're like, she's crazy. But I just I have a blast with those. Anyway.
0: That's perfect. Yeah. I'd love I'm now I'm gonna go and look at <laughs>
2: sure they're so fun.
0: <laughs> and the last one is what's a part of your beauty or wellness routine that you do just for you?
2: Ooh. I would say bubble baths. It's something I don't get to do a lot, but I do enjoy a nice bubble bath. So what about you, Dr. Barb? Ooh,
3: I don't have a beauty routine. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta have one. (laughs) Massages, regular massages have helped Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. quite a a bit. That's just an hour that I'm away from everybody. My phone is off. I'm just relaxing and enjoying and loosening up my muscles. That's amazing.
0: Thank you guys so much.
1: From one OBGYN <laughs> vagina doctor to another and Ooh. to a brand that really does, you know, believe in understanding that realm. I think it was maybe not an easy industry to enter, but thank you for doing that because now so many more women can benefit and people with vaginas can benefit from Couché. So Hallie and I thank you so much for being on. Birdie Presents Tell Me More.
3: Thank you for having us. It was a
1: pleasure.
0: That's all for this episode of Birdie Presents Tell Me More. I'm Dr. Jessica Shepard. I'm Hallie Gould. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. We'd love your feedback. So please rate this podcast and leave us a review. You can also find us online at birdie.com slash podcast. And make sure to come back next Thursday for our newest episode. Birdie Presents Tell Me More is produced by Birdie with Very Well Health in partnership with Pod People. Special thanks to our production team at Dot Dash Meredith.